In another conversation between Jesus and Peter, the conversation was warm and tender. But in the conversation today between Jesus and Peter, the conversation is heated and it is confrontational. My dear brothers and sisters, the excitement, the euphoria of Peter and the other disciples was not to last forever. In a little while, Jesus would reveal to the disciples that Jesus must go to Jerusalem, suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and then he will be killed. But on the third day, he will rise again. The gospel story today is the first prediction of the passion of Jesus. It is the first time that Jesus predicts and he talks about his coming passion. And this statement came like a bolt in the sky. Peter and the other disciples were not ready to receive the bad news. Peter and the other disciples were not ready. They were not prepared to receive the bad news. That is why when the Lord said, the Son of Man will suffer greatly, He will be killed, and so on and so forth, the disciples, Peter included, they were demoralized. They felt disturbed. They were devastated. And for this reason, Peter pulled Jesus to one side. He's speaking to Jesus almost on equal terms. And Peter said to Jesus, No, God forbid, no such thing shall ever happen to you. May God deliver you. In other words, Peter practically instructed Jesus to abandon the hard way of the Messiah in favor of the easy way. In other words, Peter wanted to tell Jesus, abandon the mentality of no cross and no crown. Peter wanted to tell Jesus, all crown and no cross. But the Lord replied to Peter in very forceful words, and the Lord said to him, Get behind me, Satan. Behind me. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as men do or does. And the reprimand, when the Lord said to Peter, You are, get behind me, Satan. The reprimand must not be taken to mean that Peter is Satan. Peter is not Satan, but unwittingly and with the best of intentions, at this point, Peter is doing the work of the devil. That is why the Lord calls him Satan. That is why he is called Satan, which literally means the enemy of God, the adversary of God. Peter is an obstacle. Peter is a scandal. Peter is a stone in one's path that causes one to stumble. The mentality of Peter is not God's, but man's. And Satan is any force that seeks to make us turn back 
from the difficult way that God has set before us, Satan is any power that seeks to make human desires take the place of what we call the divine imperative. Get behind me, Satan. I happen to read a beautiful reflection about this encounter between the Lord and Peter. Get behind me, Satan. I wanted to find out what is the original meaning of this statement, of this rebuke, of this reprimand of the Lord to Peter. And I encountered the reflection of origin of Alexandria, a Christian exegete and a Christian scholar who suggests a beautiful meaning to the statement, Get behind me, Satan. This is what it means according to origin. Peter, your place is behind me. Your place is behind me, not in front of me. It is your place to follow me in the way I choose. You are not supposed to try to lead me in the way you would like me to go. Stay behind. You are my follower. I lead. I must be in front. Do not lead me. I will be the one to lead you. And the command of Jesus to Satan is, Be gone. And to Peter he said, Behind me. Behind me. That is to say, Peter, become my follower again. Resume your role as a disciple. You are not the teacher. I am the teacher. You are my pupil. Learn from me. Do not try to teach me. Do not stand in my way. Follow me to the cross. And when Peter listened to God, he is the rock. When Peter listened to Satan, Peter is the stumbling block. When Peter placed himself in front of Jesus and tried to keep Jesus from the cross, Peter is rebuked by Jesus. But when Peter followed behind Jesus and accompanied Jesus to the cross, Peter becomes a true disciple of Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, the gospel of the Lord is a coin with two sides. On the one hand, there is the cross. On the other hand, there is the crown. The cross and the crown. If we try to embrace one side, only the glorious side, the crown, and reject the other, the cross, the suffering side, we falsify the gospel. The Lord said, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to love to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? Tomorrow, Friday, February 17, our former rector here at Christ the King Seminary will be consecrated as the new vicar apostolic or the bishop of 
the Apostolic Vicariate of San Jose in Occidental Mindoro. It's going to be a big event here at Christ the King tomorrow. I think it can be seen in online, live. Okay, you can view, you can join our Mass online tomorrow. Uh, just type Christ the King Mission Seminary or Shrine of Jesus the Divine Word. It's going to be a huge affair for us. We're busy today, yesterday, and during the past days preparing for the big event. Father Pablito Tagura SVD will become Bishop Pablito Tagura SVDDD tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. The motto that Bishop to be Tagura chose is I will lay down my life. I will lay, wow, that's heavy. I will lay down my life for my sheep. My dear friends, I wanted to tell you more, but it's already, I, I, I can see the clock in front of me. I wanted to tell you more about the theology of the cross. But this is the meaning of authentic discipleship. That is why the gospel today challenges us to say no to the very attractive but one-sided worldly gospel of instant glory, a sugar-coated gospel that offers the false promise of all crown and no cross. I remember somebody who said, there are no crown wearers in heaven who were not cross bearers on earth. No pain, no gain. No Easter Sunday without Good Friday. There is no resurrection without Calvary. 